Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, March 9th. As a government shutdown looms and Ukraine continues to fight against Russia's attacks, the United States Congress is scrambling to pass a massive government spending bill. High drama on Capitol Hill today among Democrats, and yet another indication about how COVID is receding in the consciousness of our politics. Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, had a revolt among her own members about the COVID relief funding piece of this enormous government spending bill. So the overall bill, it's called the Omnibus. This is when the funding of the government is all rolled in to one big bill, like north of a trillion dollars. And in this bill were two sort of very headline driving elements. One, the emergency aid for Ukraine, which we'll get to in a moment. But the second sort of headline driving piece of what's in this huge government funding bill that's aimed at keeping all the lights on and the federal government uh, fully operational was this COVID relief piece, some $16 billion uh, that had been targeted for COVID relief. And one of the things that we saw over the last couple of weeks is that Republicans were insistent that all of this should not be new money, that to offset the cost of this $16 billion uh, funding piece uh, inside this bill, that some of the unspent money from previous COVID relief packages should be targeted towards paying for this, since that money is currently unspent. In an effort to get a deal done, Nancy Pelosi worked with congressional leaders of both parties and found these offsets to do exactly that, use some $8 billion, roughly, of unspent money that had been distributed out in the states but not yet spent for previously announced COVID relief programs and repurpose that to pay for this new round of COVID relief funding. Well, a few very vocal Democrats immediately raised concerns to Pelosi and her team that they felt that their states were getting the raw end of this deal uh, because they want to use that previous money that isn't yet fully spent. Listen to what a member of Congress, Angie Craig, she's from Minnesota, told CNN earlier today. This deal was cut behind closed doors. Members found out this morning this is completely unacceptable. Our states have planned for these dollars. You know, these are dollars that the federal government, we fought like tooth and nail to get these dollars. I don't know what can happen today, uh, but I'm happy to stay here in Washington. There's no reason to leave Washington that is more important than what we're dealing with here today. Craig went on to say that 30 of the 50 states would have been impacted here, including Washington state, Ohio and Michigan, among others. Our reporting from our Capitol Hill team indicates things got very heated inside the speaker's office as they were trying to deal with this revolt, uh, largely among Midwestern uh, Democrats. But it became clear that Nancy Pelosi was not going to have the votes to pass this larger government funding bill. Remember, the funding of the government runs out at midnight on Friday. And the goal here was to pass this large government funding bill so that the government remains open and operational and the very urgent need to get Ukraine additional aid, both military aid and humanitarian aid in this package. Late this afternoon, Nancy Pelosi sent a clear statement out uh, to her members and, of course, released it publicly, saying, quote, because of Republican insistence 
and the resistance by a number of our members to making those offsets, we will go back to the Rules Committee to remove COVID funding and accommodate the revised bill. That means Pelosi lost her preferred route here. She had to strip out this COVID funding. In a face-saving move, Democrats say they plan to introduce a standalone COVID relief package. But the reality is, that's likely going to have an uphill climb getting a sufficient number of Republicans on board in the Senate for passage onto the president's desk. But given where we are right now, I, I look at this moment uh, politically as sort of another data point that people really do have COVID in the rearview mirror. The, the far more urgent political matter uh, is the Ukraine piece of this. And in fact, it's attaching the Ukraine aid, some $13.6 billion dollars. Uh, inside of this overall funding bill that is helping the funding bill move through at record pace. Now, the Congress, it seems, is also going to vote on a short-term extension just in case they can't get this trillion-dollar-plus, more than 2,000 pages uh, piece of legislation uh, all the way through both chambers to the president's desk signed by Friday midnight. But what's helping this all get through right now is that the bipartisan support that exists on the Hill, something we really haven't seen that much, is focused on aiding the Ukrainians. So what's in that piece, the $13.6 billion of military and humanitarian aid? Well, roughly half of it, about $6.5 billion, will go to the Department of Defense so that it can deploy troops to the region and send defense equipment to Ukraine. More than $4 billion would provide humanitarian support for refugees fleeing Ukraine and people displaced within Ukraine. So that's where big chunks of that aid will go. One final footnote about this enormous spending legislation. In this bill, this government funding bill, is a reauthorization of the Violence Against Women's Act. Now, I raise this because this was something that Joe Biden was an original co-sponsor on in 1994. It authorizes funding for grants aimed at supporting victims of domestic violence and sexual assault, along with investigating and prosecuting violent crimes against women. This legislation expired back in 2018. The reauthorization of this law is something Joe Biden campaigned on. Again, it is something that is very much part of his political biography, and the reauthorization of that act is now uh, tucked into this larger government bill. So you should certainly expect to hear from the president and the White House in touting that as well. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.